That style, by the way, has been largely misinterpreted. Everybody said that all the actors spoke in a monotone, and that is not true. What Jack said was, do not project. Don't act. Yes, well, well in effect, was, yes, but yeah. acting it in the sense of Be projecting a performance. Mm -hmm. You had a great deal of scope in the way you played the character as long as it didn't become too large. Yeah, it, was, it, was it didn't seem he, like And acting. he drove a merciless pace. His TV scripts had about 50% more material in them than the average TV show of the same length. He you had to play in the same key that yeah. he played in, or you looked like an absolute ham, you know? Actually, he would deny this, but I believe that he was doing the same thing as the actor's studio, only in radio in those days. I don't think it carried over in the television shows, but I do think in those early days in radio, he was going for absolute truth, and it was right after the war, and people wanted absolute truth. KMA 907, Sacramento Police. Unit 99, are you in the clear? Unit 99 to KMA 907. Unit 99, Sergeant Meredith, 909, in service, on the air. This is Sergeant Dan Meredith of Unit 99 at headquarters, Police Department, City of Sacramento, California. My detail is to ride in Unit 99, our tape recorder-equipped radio car, and to respond whenever the dispatcher transmits a signal to one of our other units on duty somewhere in the city. Unit 99 first aired over ABC's KFBK Sacramento on August 23, 1957. The radio station was part of the McClatchy Media Empire, along with the Sacramento Bee and other radio and TV stations as well as newspapers in the western U.S. This is the standing order to Sergeant Meredith, the officer in charge of Unit 99. Get it on the spot while it's going on. The show was born from Jack Webb's dragnet mode of realistic police portrayals, then further by shows like Night Watch, which removed the script, followed actual officers, and made the drama real. Tony Kester directed the show under the auspices of the Sacramento Police Department. It featured Police Chief James B. Hicks as host and Sergeant Dan Meredith recording his nightly police beat, interviewing witnesses of various crimes and police calls. Oaks, I just got a 924 to come up to the Detective Bureau. Yes, we have uh, received a call from the Sheriff's Office and they have a uh, woman over there who claims she was molested today by four men. And uh, she claims she tied up with them this afternoon in a bar in Skid Row. They got in the car and drove out and they held up someplace. She doesn't know where. She's not familiar with the town. She's only been here a short time. Uh, after they held up this place where they took her out to a house out in the north area and uh, four of them proceeded to rape her, so she says, and uh, she was down in the basement of this place where they attacked her and uh, when she had an opportunity she jumped out the window and ran next door to a neighbor's house and uh, got a hold of the sheriff's office and they in turn uh, contact us due to the fact that we had a robbery this afternoon at the Delta Club. That's on 25th and J? 25th and J. I see you have some mug pictures here. Are these some of the suspects? Yeah, and sure, and uh, talking to the girl and uh, uh, showed her a group of mug pictures and she picks out there's three men in this group of pictures that uh, were with her this afternoon according to her. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to uh, check further. We're going out now to talk to the victim to show him these pictures, see if he can identify them. No, we'll go with you. Good deal. Is that the uh, victim's home, Bill? Uh, yes, this is the address we're looking for. We're going to go on in and talk to the victim, show him the pictures. Looks like nobody's here. I talked to this gentleman on the phone and I repeated the address. He said, yes, it is. There's some paper on the front steps here as if nobody's been here for a few days. We're at one of the uh, lower end bars. Oaks just went in to see if he could find this uh, bartender that we're trying to make contact with. Find him, Bill? Uh, I'm going to Carly's home. I got his phone number. I'll call his home and see if he's there. Uh, he wasn't here. No, he's not here at the bar. You going in the station for that? Yes. Yeah. Bill, did you make contact? No, there's nobody home at the... Uh number that I called. This is uh, getting to be quite a chase. Well, this is the type of business we're in, chasing. Where are you going now? We're going out into the north area and trying to locate the the woman's purse that she lost out there and talk to the people. Well, we're trying to verify the story of the men and her story to us on the attack. We're out in the north area meeting two sheriff's cars, Captain Munich, George Munich, and one of the patrol cars are out here. We're gonna line up something in the area where the attack took place and at the hangout of these suspects. She claims that she drove the car on the stick up this afternoon. <laughs> what time was the stick up? Four to four, four to, yeah, 3.45. It was 5 or 5.30. Uh, that was the house next door next to the door, one that she jumped out of. 
So I don't think we can discount it. I think we ought to go over and talk to those people anyhow and see see what... Uh, you want to go with us, George? Sure. I'll go with you. We don't need the boys. No. My name is Benazitz. I'm with the Sheriff's Office, and these are officers from the Sacramento Police Department. And we'd like to talk to you about a woman by the name of... Uh, I don't know her name now. She was here, and there was a couple of officers here this evening. I just talked to her. How did she get here? Uh, she came in taxi with uh, Sergeant... Uh, he he stayed here, I guess, till... I guess about 9 o'clock, I had a cab come back and pick him up. You're in the service, are you? That's right. Tech sergeant. Okay, now what time did this uh, cab arrive? Uh, in the it, it was between 4.30 and 5. She came in, uh, and we started playing penny and poker. She had one can of beer. She didn't play. And then she laid down on the couch. And she had to go to the bathroom, so she went to the bathroom. And she locked the door. So uh, we checked about 15, 20 minutes after she'd went in there. And the door was locked. So I had to go outside. The screen door, or the screen window was open. So she went in, locked the door, and crawled out to window. And she, and, uh, that, then she went over to the neighbors, I guess, over there. So. You said he got here about 4.30, 5 o'clock. Huh? Yeah, it was between 4.30 you know and where 5. where he met her, did he say? Where? Uh, no, he didn't know. It was some bar downtown. But he didn't know which one. He didn't was. know which bar. No. Did he say what uniform time or what time he had No, he was in civilian clothes. Hmm? Did he say he stayed what time he had met her down there? No, he didn't. I don't think he stated that. It was sometime today, though. Maybe afternoon, something like that. And they, uh, he called me, uh, I think it was about, uh, about 4.15. I, I got home from the field. I got off work at 4 o'clock. I, I get home about 4 o'clock every evening. It's about 4.15, 4.20. He called me. Uh, he said he was coming out. Do you have any children? Uh, uh, no, I don't. Uh, just my wife. Is there any neighbor children here? Yeah, there's two over here, and I believe one on the other side. Here. Do you have a basement in this house? No. There's no basement? No, there's no basement. She's given us a fantastic story, and we have to check it out. That's why we have to inconvenience well, here. Well, I... Heard that from the two officers who was here before this yeah. evening or anything. Something about uh, bank robbers and killing the service station attendant and <laughs> everything else. Well, we got quite a story from her, and uh, we have to check them out. Yeah. Just <laughs> that. Bill, this doesn't look like a place uh, for a hideout or a, a scene of a crime. What do you think? No, it doesn't. Dan, it's a residential area, and there are nice people live out here. The story that the girl gives us apparently is just a figment of her imagination more than anything else. Are you going back in the station now and have another talk with her? Yes, we're going to talk to her again as soon as we get into the station, as soon as we can leave here. And we'll also try and contact the bartender that uh, 
was in one of the bars that she was supposed to have been in. Back to the detective bureau. I'm going to talk to the young lady a little further. Now, we were out to the north section out there and talked to those people. We were at the house in which you were attacked by these four men. There was no basement in that house. We saw where you went out the bathroom window. We know that you went out the bathroom window because they told us that you went out the bathroom window. We were at the house next door and talked to the people there, and she said that you didn't come in the house, and that you asked her to call the police, which she did. Now, who was the sergeant that you went out there with in the cab? Is that what they told you? Well, they were there. Unit 99 ran until June 13, 1958. And there's no, I think somebody is, and I think it's you. No, I'm not giving you And the woman out there at that particular house that you're supposed to have been raped by these four men does not have any children.